Hey everybody, my name's Johan Philip, And I'm Matt Carvel. And we are live! Every Tuesday afternoon for Live Lunch. That is the place that we take the Sunday teaching and we have a discussion about it. We unpack the different themes, ask some different questions, and we're inviting you to get involved in it. Have a listen or submit some questions, that's all. And we have food. So if you want to find out about some good eating options around Brighton and Hove, tune into Live Lunch. Well, we get fed physically, but you get fed spiritually. Uh, Tuesdays at 1pm live on Instagram then the video does sit on YouTube and podcast if you'd like more information about how you can join in with the conversation at Live Lunch we are emmanuel.com forward slash Live Lunch Hello, hi and welcome to Live Lunch I'm George uh, joining me as always is Johan I say as always like I've done it all the time but I'm still quite new and we've got the wonderful Stephen Dawson with us as well Uh, we're going to talk about money and giving we're in the middle of our gift campaign time to build uh, if you were there with us on sunday in one of our locations that we did have a giving moment to do that and uh, you can still give uh, even if you're inspired in this particular uh, podcast then you can still give by going to weareemmanuel.com forward slash gift um, to give um, so we're in the time to build gift day we do these three times a year um, on different things and uh, I thought we'd start by asking uh, Stephen Dawson, who is the brains behind much of what we do uh, in the church, but also uh, with giving. Um, why do we do gift days and why do we give to these specific things? Before Stephen jumps in, George, you've forgotten such an important thing. Ah, oh, yes. The food. Yes. Um, the wonderful Jess Kaloki has promised Woo-hoo. us that this, the lunch for today will be an epic surprise that will blow oh. our minds. Um, Pokey balls. Thanks, Jess. Not as in from like Pokemon. Oh, wow. It is healthy, healthy, healthy I do, stuff. I had to say I requested healthy. That was uh, my. Uh, wow, look at this, amazing. There we go. That is that is quite special. Sorry, yeah. Stephen. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah, so, shall so, so, so I answer the question? So, yes. what, what is what's behind our thinking in terms of gift days? Well, as much as you're very kind of saying I'm the brains behind it, actually, just following on the footsteps of um, just wonderful elders and leaders who have been here for even before I was long before I was here and actually before I was born to be fair and uh, that sense of faithful kind of week in week out giving to the mission that God has given us mm. as a church um, to make disciples of those in Brighton Hove and further afield so that kind of sense of just want to teach people to be stewarding what they have each and every week or each and every month but also know and we're seeing the Bible time again uh, there's kind of Thanksgiving offerings and there's offerings for particular things at various times uh, which the elders or the, the leaders of the people of God call people to do and just for that that's, that's just a, kind of becomes a rhythm and a pattern that God's uh, kind of had in us over the years in fact there's a really amazing prophetic word about it being about the fact that this faith of this church has been kind of uh, hammered out on an anvil of giving Wow, and that's a really, really great word that again wow. was preceded me. Uh, but that sense that actually part of our, our giving—it's not just about the money element; it's about the fact that we're meant to be a people of faith and growing faith. And this is one way that we do that: actually trusting God with our finances, time and time and time and time. So I think when I first arrived, there was two a year. There's now three a year, and uh, they are kind of—they have a general theme, uh, although it can't just. Uh, uh, change from time to time but one is about giving to the poor that's just something very close to the heart of this church how do we serve those um, who have less than us and uh, often helping with the works that we're involved in as a church but often giving that money away to other projects in our city or further afield 
Uh, we do one about church planting. It's about being on mission outside of Brighton. And so back in the day, we used to give that to New Frontiers exclusively. Uh, now, obviously, with having our own churches that we are planting involved in, we do that as well as giving to New Frontiers. Uh, so both those things. And then we have another one, which is just often other things. And so it's often about investing in particular groups or particular ministries or particular opportunities uh, that we have. And so that's what we're, the one we're in right now. So that is investing in people. So our youth work, our kids work uh, and training uh, volunteers and leaders and also investing in our buildings. And so each or each of the three buildings we have and also looking at opportunities for the Shoreham site as well. How do you decide on these things? How do you decide on these things? It's a, really, it's, a, it's a team effort. So like I said, I think we're coming in on the back of a pattern that's kind of been set. Um, with some principles around, we generally like them to be outside of our normal budget. And so they're kind of extraordinary things in that sense. Um, and uh, we like that often, particularly two of them, there's an aspect where it goes, you know, as a church member, you're not going to feel any benefit of it apart from the joy of giving. And that's a, that's a, that's, that, that's a nice aspect of it, since it's not just, yeah. Thank you. <clears throat> I guess one of the, um, one of the questions that at least I have um, is, where, does your, where does your motivation to give come? You know, should we be just giving to the church? And even if you said, you know, three times a year, we're going to go above and beyond and give, so we give to the church and we give to the elders or should we be motivated by well I really care about investing in people and buildings I really care about uh, the, the, the most vulnerable in our cities so I'm going to give to that would you say that there's a, a balance or a line yeah I, th- I think I think there is um, there's multiple things going on I think rather than kind of pitting them against each other or putting them in any sense of priority I think there's just a sense where um out of gratitude to God, we want to be constantly looking at our finances, looking at giving, even looking at our finances, thinking, is this got a grip on me? Is this an opportunity to kind of kill any sense of idolatry in my life? That kind of thing. Um, uh, but we should care where our money goes. And um, so finding a church where you can really trust the leadership about what the way they use funds is really important. And, you know, as a church, we, we work very hard to be transparent. We have really wonderful trustees uh, mm. who exercise great scrutiny over you know where we uh, spend money and raise money and all those kinds of things as well as producing termly finance reports I think we're another one coming out in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. so people know what, what's being given where it's being spent that kind of thing so in one sense we do really want to care about where it goes and I think it's right um I think it's helpful as well often when it comes uh, the above and beyond like where is this going why are we going above and beyond so giving kind of people reasons around that when it comes to actual motivation though I think mm. you know if it's um, you're only giving because oh this one seems worthy of my uh, giving this time there's, yeah, something, yeah. There's, a, there's a slight miss there it's saying actually no I'm, I'm giving to you first and foremost God yeah. and this is just the vehicle in which I do it you know being generous on every occasion and uh, th- there would be a danger there if it was just like, I'm not only giving if I'm happy about what it's going to partly because for instance this gift day it's not the most exciting gift day in some sense you know we're giving to getting the ground floor toilets done for us at the New England site there's other things at different sites but that's what I'm involved in um, which is not particularly exciting I think I'm not particularly excited about this Wait, really, I think it's really exciting yeah I just say I'd be very surprised about the number of people who are like <laughs> punching the air that we're finally going to get them done yeah. uh, so but again it could be about your personal preference mm. uh, rather than you know which could be very individualistic that would be very kind of uh, the way our society would teach you know if you're if, if you're happy do it there's a sense of no, no as a community this is what we're going for mm-hmm. and, and kind of being part of that uh, sorry I, I love the idea of giving towards our buildings um, James Foreman in, when we when we filmed the gift day video um, we were talking to him about you know his motivation for giving and, and just hearing the stuff that he's been involved with and he, he's talked about the, the ground floor 
in the downstairs space in the Clarendon Center being a space where when the city comes in it feels like a space that they are comfortable in and a space that they can uh, can connect with and and feel at home yeah. um and it is true like one of the things you evaluate a building by are the toilets and if the toilet is in, is not great you are kind of put put off from going back into the building mm. but i i i do i do appreciate i mean i'm i'm grateful that that you and, and the eldership are, are care about those things because i think i think they're important and you know we we do want to reach our city we do want to invite our friends our our, our neighbors to church and i don't you know i feel embarrassed i could feel embarrassed by the state you know come 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 to believe me please don't go to the toilets uh yeah and i think it's so key in creating uh, a space in our buildings where our city feels welcome i can't believe we spent as much time talking about toilets sorry uh, but i love you sorry That's great. It's good. Um so you were talking about motivation in terms of this particular cause makes me want to give. Um this one doesn't, but um the balance of yeah, it's good to know where your money's going, but also giving is a good rhythm and a good part of being yeah, being faithful to Christ. Um what do you think in terms of um giving to get back? So a lot of the stories that we told uh, in the video that we were told in the video are stories of people giving generously and then saying and in my bank account there was and oh but someone came up and bought me the car i think mm-hmm. it was telfay story it's like these are incredible stories um should we be giving to get back from god mm-hmm. should we, are we sowing a seed um to to coin a phrase that might grow into something wonderful for us um or is that something that we shouldn't really be thinking about that is a very very clear biblical principle that is spelled out time and time again that you reap what you sow mm-hmm. okay so we don't believe in karma but we do believe there is a sense of reaping what you sow and so he said you know as you give generously you know you'll get generously given back to you and uh, putting god first in your giving means that you have god's favor that we just see it throughout the scriptures and so you know both old and new testament that is a, that's a principle there so in one sense Yes, you should expect that as you continue to put God first, seek his kingdom first, everything else will be added to, to you. That that is the economy of of the kingdom. And uh we shouldn't shy away from that. And the danger is that people overplay that. And so you start making it into a formula like you give this and this is what you'll get back. Mm-hmm. And because it might be that you give financially and God gives you back another way. And so I talked on Sunday about the fact that you may give financially today and God may do a wonderful story where you get everything you gave back and multiply many times over in a very financial very tangible way it might be that what you get back is freedom from loving your money too much mm. that, that doesn't seem like such a good gift but it really is oh, yeah. actually seeing yeah, that absolutely. Jesus is is everything I mean it's more of your heart that might be the benefit and so I think we could be careful not to you know think this equals this but I just be really clear like at times when me and Emma have been struggling financially those moments like I say so god we are going to try we're going we're going to prove you you are our portion and therefore even though we are struggling right now we are going to give and probably we're going to up our giving uh, just this genuine sense of like we trust that you have got us so much you promise to look after our need the clothes on our back roof over our head the food on our plates you know definitely need rather than want there's also things they'd like to have mm. uh, but things things that I want uh, the things I need god has promised to provide mm. and uh, and so we'll go for it we're going to we're going to lean into that that particular pro- promise and that principle we see in the scriptures okay There is a verse which does say test and give um uh, test the Lord and prove that he will yeah. he will give you back. It's the only and, thing you're allowed to test God. Yeah, exactly. In. Absolutely. Am- amazingly that's mm. so like you testing God is prohibited mm. except okay. in finances. Mm. Yeah, amazing. And the even with the um you know there's there's like the giving story in the Bible which is the 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 widow giving all that she had um and Jesus acknowledging it. But I guess in those moments when you when you give 
all that you have so the Bible doesn't like shy away from thinking all that you have because it, that story gets celebrated is you are saying well God if you don't provide I'm in big trouble and so in some ways there is a motivation um, I, I remember um, we were in the, in the process of a, of a job shift or something and there was uncertainty about when at least my next paycheck was coming and we had like a few hundred quid set aside in the uh, in the bank which is nowhere, nowhere near to even like cover a month's rent if, if I didn't get paid and I remember one of the gift days and just thinking I'm just going to give it all go to the bank withdraw all those few hundred pounds that we had in and I, I, I went I didn't feel like a cheerful giver in that moment I just felt like God I'm, I don't, this is what I'm doing is absolutely bonkers if you don't if you don't intervene I have nothing I will be on the street with my family and, and God miraculously provided it was an you know I, I think there is I was expecting God to provide uh, which is why I give yeah and it's, it's hard when we're taught to be we do need to be responsible yeah. and steward our finances well but you never have a gap. How can God ever fill it? Yeah. And it's like, how, how, how do you do that? How do you live in such a way that you're putting yourself in God, you know, in God's hands, mm. uh, particularly in this very, very tangible way? Mm. Uh, it's definitely worth looking at. Yeah. How do we, what would you say to someone, I guess, open to the room, um, who is navigating not having very much money at the moment? Um, and so maybe feels like the, the story you, you referenced is a, a poor widow who comes and puts in her two small copper coins and uh, Jesus kind of honors her and says that she's she's put in more than all these people who come with their big sacks of cash mm-hmm. and actually because of her heart behind it maybe people are feeling like that poor widow with two small coins and uh, what what's the wisdom there in how we should approach giving in general and gift days when finances are tough um, particularly at the moment with cost of living crisis and uh, living in a very expensive city in Brighton mm-hmm. as well um, everything costs more drinks cost more rent costs more um, and we're going for another gift day I guess how do, how do we navigate that if we are struggling particularly with money at the moment yeah there's a, there's a phrase in there that Jesus uses he says she gave um, everything she had to live on and the reality is all of us have something that we're living off living on um, as it were and so I think even if you are currently in big debt and big big you know, a big, big trouble financially. One, we want to help you come and talk to us. I uh, want to pray and we actually might be able to help you in all kinds of ways. Our food banks are people who are good at helping people access help around the bills and all kinds of those, those things. So make sure you access that kind of help. But should they stop giving? I would still say no, because there's things you're going to live on this week that you could forego and give to God out of a sense of God, but I still trust you. Same as a family, there's been moments where we've not had a lot and not had a lot coming up to a gift day. I thought all we could do was just trim back our food budget and like, okay, instead of having cereal this week, it's just the cheapest white bread we can have and that's just toast for the week. And there was no sense of grumbling in the house. Like, we're doing this because, you know, we're having white toast with a bit of butter on this week for, 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 for breakfast so that we can give it to the gift day this coming Sunday. So because we're just given a little bit of something we had to live on. So what is it you could go without this week to say, God, I'm going to continue to trust you? Um, Obviously, some people, if they're totally on the breadline, totally things, you know, at that point, it's just mercy. And with all these things, it's not like you, sh- you should do it. I'm not, I'm not saying that, you know, if you're, whatever your situation on, you do have to find faith and pray. But I would just encourage you, again, that God's economy is, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you even with the little I have. And so, you know, the widow gave everything. Should you give everything? Maybe. Has that, is that what God's asking of you? Mm. As pastors, we're not saying that. We want to stand with you as, as you work out with God what have you decided in your heart to give. Um, 
Uh, but generally, I say to people, there, there's maybe something you can give. Mm-hmm. And, and, and God's not after large amounts. He's after your heart. And yeah. what expresses some of your heart to God? How do you get creative? And I think encouraging in prayer, asking the Holy Spirit, how can I be creative what you've given me? I've prayed this prayer a couple of times where I've said, God, we haven't got anything to give. Mm. But if anything comes in between now and the gift day, you can have it. <laughs> which has totally bitten me a couple of times because sometimes the little things come in there. Oh, great, that's something yeah, to yeah. give. Sometimes I have received a lot. I'm like, your inheritance. Yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, Lord, maybe I'll just give a portion. I was like, no, that's not what I said. Wow. I said, God, you can have it all. Yeah, yeah. And it's but with great joy, like, because God can do it again. And he does. He's given and given and given to us. And uh, just taking those opportunities to give to him. It's fun. Mm-hmm. I love what you said in the preach on Sunday about how often we are um, teaching and pastoring people um, into thinking. Um, more corporately thinking as a a body of people or as families or as a church and uh, not reading the bible just as like god's letter specifically to me but understanding it in its context and then how it affects us but um so helpful just to go how personal this is this is for you as an individual to have faith for and so in one sense there's all these values and things that we want to bring we want to teach people and we want people to grab a hold of um, but also that sense of personal faith Mm. Um, which does maybe start with with a little bit <laughs> um, starts with just yeah. one thing yeah. um, I gave into a gift day once some money because I saved it up for a games console and uh, that is not the most inspiring giving story ever <laughs> because the fact that I didn't then get a, a games console does not make me a hero and some would say that was God's kindness to um, you my wife in particular would say <laughs> she's very grateful that that didn't happen um, but it did start a journey in me and it did yeah. help me and mm. start a rhythm of giving. And so I think it is about finding the, the where you're at in your faith in terms of in terms of giving. Yeah. And uh, whether it is, oh, I've got, oh, I've got a, a note in my back pocket, I didn't realise, yeah. okay, well, I could give that today mm. without going about a coffee and then building up from there. Yeah. Um, I love that personal, that personal part of it, which is mm. why, which is where we can sort of distance ourselves from maybe where Christianity has got it wrong in the past it's very forceful and, mm. and, and very kind of so actually this is ultimately your between you and God and you're, mm. you deciding in your heart yeah and I think it is that very personal mm. thing. this is about you and Jesus you know this is a very you know in the same way that when you're you, it's wonderful to sing corporately to Jesus but you have got to open your own mouth and mm. sing and in this moment it's like okay corporately we are giving but you have actually got to open up your own wallet at this moment and, and it's you saying Jesus what is it you? What are you asking of me? Or Jesus, what can I give to you? And just again focusing upon Him. That's when you know. Are you giving to the thing? Ultimately, you know, are you giving to the, the list of items that we're raising for? Are you giving to Jesus? This is where it really hits the road. It's like actually, no. This is about my relationship with Jesus and expressing my love to Him. This is very tangibly what this is. Uh, yeah. Uh, I love the the Bible has a verse that says, "Do not do not give out of a sense of compulsion." Um, and I think one of the accusations that gets brought before the church is you coerce people into, into giving and you, mm-hmm. you're after people's wallets and after people's money. But the Bible clearly says the opposite. It says mm-hmm. not give up a sense of compulsion. Um, and I, and I, I were in a quite like a, a heated conversation with, with a friend about church and about how, um, you know, if you didn't give your money, the amount of money you, if you, the money that you didn't give to the church every month, you, you could have done so much more with your money and, you know, got like your football club membership or season, whatever. You can spend your money in, in other ways. Um, and so the church in some ways forces you into giving, uh, almost like sacrificing and denying yourself, which is such a countercultural message to our, to our city and to our times. It's like, well, no, but I, I want to. This, I could 
pay for this monthly thing, which should show where my heart was. But no, I value the church more, and I value what Jesus has done, uh, and is doing, and is is reaching uh, people. I value that more, which is why we we give regularly. And I think it's it's such a good missional opportunity, an evangelistic opportunity to talk to people about. Church isn't just a thing I do. It isn't just like a, a part of my life. It's where my heart is, because I'm giving money towards it. I am actually making it count. Uh, but I think it's uh, we shouldn't discount that. So even even in those, oh, I'm not having, I can't get a coffee today, or I can't do this today. Why? Because you know, I've given money towards this. Oh, great, good spark yeah. conversation. It's interesting with with gift days. Often we're very aware of what we've given, hmm. and um, and 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 what you maybe could have spent it on. It's the monthly giving that I think about often. Yeah. Oh, I've started thinking about more often because the money that goes out. I, you know, I deliberately have it on the first of the month. Is there something? in me it's like no it's the first thing that goes out each month yeah. is my giving to the church and um uh, but because it just happens automatically i almost don't even notice it it's just you know, another thing that happens but occasionally on a sunday when it's kind of we mentioned giving from the front i just take a moment and think oh my lord like what, what we gave away this month or let me just add up what it was this last year that we gave to yeah. what i could have done with that money lord <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and I, it's okay to count the cost i'm yeah, not having an unspiritual moment at that point i'm saying mm. hey god just let you know this is what we laid down mm. we could have done this with this money this year mm. but jesus i just wanted to say again it's you that matters more mm. and it's absolutely okay to count the cost it's just it's going to be those who minimize it we're going to say no actually god this was for you mm. and i think those moments in worship you know we're singing it or whatever it is yeah to, no to, absolutely to things, yeah um, and I, I, I try just, just put on your, on your compulsion point. And that was the point. So we're preaching from two Corinthians, uh, chapter nine, verse seven. It says, you know, um, not to give. Uh, we're each person is to give what he's decided in his heart, mm. not under compulsion uh, or reluctantly. Uh, but God loves a cheerful giver. And yeah, absolutely. If you're feeling reluctant or you're feeling forced somehow by your church to give, the Bible's like, no, mm. don't do that. Uh, Ken McCush, who's uh, one of the guys who um, has now planted a church into Belfast, having been here previously, he he was at a, he was at a church when he was younger uh, where he used to print out who would give him what each week. <laughs> like, that was how it worked. You know, wow. you gave, and it's almost like, well, there was literally. So a everybody pecking. could see what yeah, you got. Oh, wow. So there's like a pecking order. Oh like Mary had given this amount, so she was the godly one that week, or, <laughs> you know, Sandra gave him nothing. And it was, you know, it's a, it a really weird wow. kind of like uh, guilt ridden, com- feeling very compelled to give. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But we don't do that. We don't. Oh, we don't. <laughs> Oh, okay, that was the point of the story. <laughs> thank you, thank you for not doing that, Stephen. I, I feel comfortable being a part thank of the church. Much. You talked about so the Bible says um, God loves a cheerful giver, and you you talked about the giving paradox. Yes. Uh, do you want to talk a little bit yeah, more about yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a study. I want to say it's from Harvard. It's definitely one of those uh, universities. I'm pretty sure it is. Uh, called, there's a study called the Giving Paradox. Mm. Uh, they looked at people's uh, giving habits, and uh, found that. Uh, people were happier actually people were more well off who gave mm-hmm. to charity so not just exclusively to church but there was definitely a large part of that that they basically said in, in the report it says we have found what the bible says that it's more better to give than receive and in very very tangible ways so you know it's a financial study psychological study sociology study and looking at these things if I had those that regularly gave to charity or to church or religious organisations um, outside themselves were happier on all kinds of indices and including better off financially. The, the paradox part of it was that people who knew it 
didn't necessarily follow through with it. Mm. So there was people who did follow through with it, but even those who followed through it at points and knew it to be good and knew it to be good for themselves still struggled with it, mm. still wouldn't give or weren't that generous, even though they knew it in the head or having experienced it before, which I thought was just a really interesting thing. They, they don't really make much, much commentary on it mm. uh, in the report, uh, but it just shows again that, that Mammon, the kind of the god of money, is just such a temptation for all of us. You know, the love of money is a root of all evil, and uh, and 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 our lack of trust in God is so easily gets in the way of you know genuine being free. And uh, yeah, so interesting. Just totally secular study uh, finds what the Bible says to be true. You also talked about boring giving. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more about boring well, games. Yeah, we didn't get, to get, get into this a lot on, on Sunday. I guess it's something I was thinking about quite a lot um, going into it. Um, is that, um, I guess if we're talking about things to give to, personally, mm. I love giving giving to things to do with the poor. You know, that's mm. that's close to my own heart. That's probably not unique in that but at all, mm. but that would be something that's close to my heart. I love giving to church planting, the thought of going on mission. And I was like, wow, this is it. Giving into stewarding our buildings and sorting them out, I believe in it. It's right, but it doesn't really set me alight. I'm not particularly Sets pumping alone, it. Mate. I'm not. Ex- I'm not like that excited about it. Yeah. But the reality is that um, giving into these things, it, it's just part of being a grown up. It's about maturing in faith in one sense. In the same way that, you know, my, my children, they, they would love to spend all their money on sweets or gear or activities or that kind of stuff. But there's going to come a point where paying rent is going to be a large part of what you've got to do. And paying the bills or getting the boiler service, that's just part of where your money needs to go. And I guess as believers, as part of those at church, sometimes they just the, the lights need to be kept on. Mm. The loos need to get sorted out. The building, you know, So they're boring giving bits, but actually part of being able to give cheerfully to that is a sign of Christian maturity. Mm. Uh, that you don't need it to be something dazzling for you to mm. get it to part with your money. Mm. About taking responsibility for family. Yeah. Great. Um, in the time we've got left, I wonder if we could look at some practical mm. tips um, for people who um, need to learn uh, budgeting. I know I definitely could do better. And so, yeah, anything that you guys have got, any processes, I guess we could be as specific as we like in terms of... Um, apps or mm. whatever what has what has helped you in terms of how you do money well um yeah yeah i don't mind kicking us off so if you want to get to eat this, this one is amazing jess thank you yes thanks thank jess. you so much it's amazing the hype was worth it yeah um we should put like a in the in the description who we got the food from in case people are like hey, come on check it out um personally i thought <laughs> talking about money with your spouse is one of those things that I have to be intentional and careful and just really make sure we are, we're talking about it properly um, because both of us view money differently which is great because mm. we, we complement each other when it comes to um, how we look after our finances I'm more of the the saver Amy's mode is a lot more generous and so I think if we looked after if I was purely in charge of the finances it would be like the safe boring fund uh, but fund uh, or budget but Amy is just like how can we be generous with people and how can we get stuff for the kids and it's like oh there's all this money uh, so, so I think navigating those uh, in some ways you have to learn the painful way that we're both wired differently when it comes to finances and, and just finding the space to talk through our budgeting was really key um, we've always like talked to older married couples and you know, how do you work out these questions how do you like work out your finances together so there's no one size that fits all I think just 
find godly mature um christian couples who or christians who've stayed faithful with their giving for many many decades and ask them what that what their tips and tricks are and i think that's really big plug for small group small group is a good place to there's a younger couple in our small group just talking about their finances and because grace we can share our wisdom with them so again community sharing finances is important we both have um like a, a budgeting app which we share uh and so we know exactly we've got a spreadsheet with what our budgets are for the month we factor in generosity we factor in uh our giving we factor in all of those things and, and make the numbers work um i don't know who was talking about this recently but they they talked about when you we budget in generosity you know you you are then just a, a more generous person you can i think something i found that really key i think just having a really good spreadsheet with all the numbers in place uh, and then tracking your money being really helpful that would be my top tip but this is my top tip this is not yeah i i'd say i'd say some of the things i think just simply knowing where your money goes mm-hmm. lots of people is just the first thing first step towards getting your money in order uh, make sure your money doesn't rule you but you actually you're utilizing your money and i think setting goals as well i think really helped by steve boone uh he's one of the elders here who's done loads of research around money i mean we did our own thrive money course we've not run for a few terms maybe something that comes back um in in uh, terms to come one of those things kind of it's like a symptom of the pandemic and things like that, by the way, but it'd be great to get back to that because it, it, one part of it was upsetting goals. Actually, this is where your money big is hairy goals. Yeah, it's a big, you know, but I think there's some just like, actually, this is what your percentage is, this is where they go. How can you begin to tell it to go somewhere else? Those kind of things. And then what are some of your goals? And I just, we, me and Emma just found that so helpful in terms of working, actually, where do we really want to spend our money? Are we happy, happy with it there? I think we found a bit similar to you that um, we have, diff- all of us have different out, uh, kind of, um, uh, ideas and approaches to money and just making room for that so Emma would be she'd be much freer in terms of giving away to other people and um, I think that's in my heart to be but I just I know I'm living in the figures more so one I get her to live in the figures a bit more but also we make space in it actually we actually have got money so we can uh, be more generous in terms of giving away just to people because it's great to give to the church but actually we're called to be generous on all occasions to other church members people we meet people around us and we want to be those who are just free with what we've got uh, yeah um, yeah. Any other quick tips and tricks before we uh, finish off? I think we might be about there. I think the only thing, only other thing I would say is that schools don't really teach our children about how to use money, and so we, as parents, we have to take responsibility for yeah. that. There's loads of great stuff out there about how to teach your kids about money, and I would say get get on it. Teach them, you know, about debt and why it's bad. Teach them about how to save and, and get ahead of things. Uh, is it, it, good to do, and yeah, just keep teaching the godly, godly principles. In that, there was like well. another website that you recommended earlier. It was it's stewardship. Yeah, I was, I was thinking, I'd, actually, I don't know how much they've got on there um, yeah, about it, but I think just fine, got golly things. We talked about, who's the person you mentioned? Dave Ramsey. Dave Ramsey, that's right, Dave Ramsey, Dave he's Ramsey good. Total Money Maker over, I think he's, he's got a book about uh, yeah. how to teach children about how to save as well. Yeah. That's good. Dave Ramsey stuff is really good. Yeah. Um, but I mean, we are part of a really big community, so if you are keen on, on like looking at your finances and getting some help with your finances, then you know please come and speak to... Um, so even somebody from the pastoral team, I think Absolutely. they would be able to guide you yep. to the right and appropriate people. There's there's some really financial gurus in our church who could maybe get some, you get some time with them, take them out for coffee, and say, or you buy the coffee, and, <laughs> um, and say this would be a good three pound or ten pound investment into learning some good financial practices. So there are there are lots of people. I think the key thing, one of the key things, is doing things in, within community. Yeah. So not feeling like you've got to sort this out by yourself. Um, 
in, in some ways it's really helpful because it, the Bible does say God loves a cheerful giver and quite often it's, sometimes it can be hard to feel, to feel I don't feel like a cheerful giver so does God reject me and the answer is absolutely not and he welcomes you in and he loves you and he's generous with you he gave his son for you so I think it is, there's so much grace uh, for us in our finances um, but yeah please we want you to live in your financial freedom so please come and talk to to somebody about it and we will trust that God will help you. Thanks so much, Stephen, for joining us. Thank you again, Jess, for the wonderful food. Yeah, we'll see you next week. Bye.